Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, my guy? Man, just trying to make it out here in these streets, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Still working on stuff in the background. Yeah. Just trying to get everything together, cross all the T's, dot all the I's. But but I'm making it out here, man. How about yourself? How you feeling? Man, uh, it's another day for me, bro. Um, ain't nothing too much, you know. I ain't, I don't live no exciting life, man. Don't don't nothing really happen around my way. <laughs> I stay out the way, bro. So you know hey. what I'm saying. I just be at home plotting and planning and cooling. Hey, I'm the same way, man. I don't do shit. I don't really like going nowhere, man. Yeah. Uh, like I spoke about the last episode. You know, we took that week off, and I was like, yo, I was just getting in a lot of content, a lot of stuff that I've been missing. A lot of things that I've been pushing off. I finally finished a lot of stuff, you know, some mm-hmm. shows that I started. You know, I watched the, the season finales of a lot of the shit that I've been watching. Oh, man, the uh, season finale of uh, Euphoria. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, I heard about that. That shit was fire, boy. Like, yeah, I started uh, Mary Kingstown. Mary Kingstown? Mm-hmm. What's that? Oh, uh, Paramount? Oh, got, yes, yeah, um, got Paramount Plus. What's dude's name, man? Play Hawkeye. He in uh, Jer- Jeremy Renner? Yeah, he yeah. in it. Yeah. It's pretty oh, okay. good. It's, the first episode was pretty good. I guess uh, him and his brother, like, well, they live, him and his family all live in, like, this small town in, like, Pennsylvania. I think it's Pennsylvania. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me. But I think it's Pennsylvania. But, uh, basically you know what i'm saying like the town that they live in is one of those like uh jail towns so it's like a jail like every you know what i'm saying like two miles so uh you know what i'm saying like his brother worked for the prison i think you know what i'm saying like they mom worked for the prison but like him and his him and the brother they got like this little thing where you know what i'm saying like they pretty much run the town cuz they you know like run the politics of the prison so it's uh it's pretty interesting. Very That's interesting. What's up. That's yeah. what's up. So yeah, man, but you know, to piggyback off that, man, I don't do none of that site, man. Trying to yeah. trying to become a movie critic out here in the world, man. Fact. You know. Uh so when so when they start doing start doing some some documentary type shit, you know what I'm saying? That they hit up the viewers anonymous crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always wanted to be that, man. Like you know when you be watching shit. And it'd be like the people, like when they be interviewing people about the subject or whatever. Yeah. I always wanted to be one of them. Motherfuckers. You want to be one of the people in the interviews? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I always, like, I always wanted to do that, man. And it's just like, yeah. man, yo, that's one thing I'm striving for, man. I yeah, feel like. I, I can see that. Yeah. All this content up in the brain they mm-hmm. were putting out. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. They got to get you on like a, a Jason doc or like, no, like a Halloween doc. Or you know oh, what I'm saying, man. like a, one of the murder mystery joints. That'd man. be fire. I am ready 
for it. <laughs> for Ready sure. For it, hey, so, hey, um, yeah. man, listen, this is a this is a very special episode uh, because this movie is basically the movie that kind of jump started the MCU. Um, not necessarily, it, it wasn't a direct jump start, but it was more no, indirect. No, it was. It was well, cause, okay. So so check this out. Go ahead. So go I ahead. was I was just reading this right. Mm-hmm. So it was saying, you know, throughout the eighties and the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. DC, a lot of their movies been flopping and shit. And when it come to Marvel, Marvel was That's about true. to declare for bankruptcy in nineteen ninety six. Mm-hmm. Okay, Blade came out in ninety eight. Mm-hmm. The budget for Blade was forty five million dollars. Yeah. They earned $131 million off of the first Blade movie. Yeah. And the combined earnings of all three films, mm-hmm. four point, uh, no, 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 uh, uh, $415 million. Mm-hmm. So this did jumpstart the motherfucking MCU because well, they didn't the get Blade I, two years later. No, for sure. The reason I say indirectly is because this isn't necessarily a part of the MCU, right? This yes. ain't like the start of it or anything like that. The start of the MCU is, um, I think it's either Iron Man or the Hulk movie. I want to say it's the Hulk, though. Don't quote me. But it's one of those two movies. Um, but this movie basically showed people that comic book movies or um, movie adaptations could basically be profitable. So, um, Blade is the movie that we're talking about, starring Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. Um, this was first and foremost. This was one of those things to where, like, like I said, if you didn't watch, I mean, if you didn't read comics, you wouldn't know who Blade was. And then on top of that, if you didn't, um, if you didn't watch like the Saturday morning cartoons with you know what i'm saying like x-men spider-man all that you wouldn't know who blade was either so um blade had a small small appearance in the amazing spider-man cartoon um it was him i think like morbius was in there and shout out to jared leto i hate saying yeah. that out loud but shout out to jared <laughs> leto because he's doing the live action morbius movie coming soon um but yeah, like Blade had an appearance here and there. I think he even had like an appearance on X-Men too. But uh basically, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where, you know what I'm saying, like the young kids were known from, or the people around our age were known from. Um, and then of course if you read the comic books, I'm sure he popped up here and there. And uh and I know he had his own uh series and comics. But um they did a great job casting this movie as well. I think that's why it did as well as it did too, because they found the perfect person to play Blade. And mm-hmm. um, later on, I want to ask you about how do you feel about the new casting of Mahershala Ali? Because mm-hmm. we've already seen him in MCU as Cottonmouth. His character in the getting killed off so now they're bringing him back and he's basically going to be the new blade so we'll talk about that later but right now man um 1998 blade comes out can you remember how you felt or like where your mindset was when this came out uh 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I I can't recall, but mm. I do remember coming across Blade and noticing like, yo, like this this is this is pretty dope. And knowing knowing Wesley from the film that I know him from, you know, as far as New Jack City, White Man Can't Jump, Passenger Fifty Seven, you know, Demolition Man, you know, shit like that. Seeing mm -hmm. him in those films early. I already had a good, you know, introduction to Wesley Snipes because I've, I've seen all those movies. I liked all those movies. And to see him be Blade, and I didn't even know, listen, I didn't know, I'm one of those people who was naive. Like, I didn't okay. know that Blade was a part of Marvel. Like, yeah. I didn't find that out <clears throat> till I don't know, eight years ago or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was one of those people. And the character was dope. The movie was dope. And it just became one of those, one of those cult classics. And Wesley didn't get enough credit for being the type of actor that he is. Like I mentioned this in the coming soon. Like I think that when you watch a Passenger 57 or a Demolition Man and like the stance that he took with Demolition Man, like, mm -hmm. Because if I recall this correctly, they wanted a white guy to play Simon Phoenix. Yeah. And something happened. I can't remember exactly what happened. Wesley's name came up somehow. Hell, it might have been Sylvester Stallone. I can't remember. But I remember him saying, like, yo, all right, well, how about this? I rock blonde hair. And they like, you know, like whatever or whatnot. So – he did the blonde hair because I think it was something about they was originally wanting to cast a white guy or some shit mm -hmm. like that. But like just to see like what he did like in those movies, it made me want more of the martial arts of yeah. um Wesley Snipes. Also, and, also, um Wesley Snipes as Simon Phoenix is probably one of the most underrated bad guys of all time in movie yeah. history. Simon Phoenix was that guy. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did a great job in that role, bro. He he really did, man. And yeah. I, and but like you're right, man. I think I think when it came down with the casting, man, that they, they did it perfectly by getting somebody like Wesley Snipes, who was already an athletic dude. But like I was watching this movie pretty closely, and I think I didn't do no research on it or anything like that, but I think he probably did most of the stunts because he was I, I athletic he enough. Well, he's also like a real martial artist. Yeah, like real deal. Like this ain't no yeah. this ain't no fake shit. He was like Michael Jai White before him. Like Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he older than he is. So yeah. yeah, like so I mean my first impressions of I always liked it and then the whole fact of like doing it with vampires and shit because I mean really up until this time like the only vampire movie that I was even you know what I'm saying fun to when it comes to 1998 was really about uh, vampires in Brooklyn I mean they had to come out around I thought they came out around the same time so I wasn't really into like like I didn't watch Interview with a Vampire with motherfucking Tom Cruise and shit like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch it like that but like they're, they're I thought it was yeah but like vampire I think the depiction of, of how they did it, I think it was kind of dope because they was doing things like they was making fun of the idea of vampires. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Oh well, cause uh, what's my girl name? Uh, when she was talking about so so what so what are we doing? Um, Karen, she was like, what are we doing? We got steaks and garlic. Mm-hmm. Like like she was like making fun of it because like she didn't know how real the shit was. Right. And like I thought that that was dope for them to throw that in there. They also throw the folk legends of vampires. You know they. Well, the way they put it in here was they said that they age slower. Mm-hmm. Like in some other movies in the past, they might say stuff like they don't they stop aging at the age that they become a vampire. Well, yeah, technically, like vampires are supposed to be dead. That's why they feast on blood. Yeah, and they don't age. And right. like in this, like when they was explaining Blade, when he was uh. When Whistler was explaining Blade to Karen, he was like, he got all the pros of the vampires, but he also got the cons of being a, being a human, like because he was he was a half breed, mm-hmm. and like he was saying that he still ages like a regular human would, but he got all of the 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 strength, mm-hmm. the being able to. Be strong and not strong, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Like he has, he has all the good qualities, but he also yeah. took the quality of he still has a thirst for blood, but he does this whole other thing of trying to use a serum so yep. he don't feast on blood. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I like. I think. Do you think Blade? Because my thing is, okay, right, if he's using a serum mm-hmm. and he's not injecting any blood and they don't eat food, it's like, yo, how did this motherfucker get so buff? Like, like, <laughs> like, like he's, I mean, not... he's a vampire, bro. I mean, I get that, but okay, hold on. Let me let me talk about Blake for a second. I've been thinking, of, I've been pondering this shit all day and I've been wanting to ask you this. Mm-hmm. So, Deacon Frost got this whole plan mm-hmm. of like now this is my question to you. Do you think his plan was to wipe out all the humans or just get to a point where vampires are running shit? What do you think, think Deacon Frost? I think it's the point to where vampires are running stuff. Because it seemed like it seemed like they pretty much had like a nice little hold on the nightlife, right? Yeah, but throughout the day, it ain't nothing they can do because technically, you know what I'm saying? They're turning the ash, they'll burn up in the sunlight. Um, but him getting the power from the, the 12 elders, I think that was going to give him like the same, make him be at the same level of blade. Because, yeah. like, if you notice, I, I think like in one part, I, I want to say like at, toward the end, like when he was getting the powers or whatever, the sunlight hit him or whatever, and he didn't, he didn't burn. Well, he had sunblock on. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, never mind then. Now, see that I forgot all about that. And and it's like my thing is like, okay, you get. I felt like the way they did that scene. I don't think it made sense, and I I tell you why. Because like when he had that little the little Asian girl, mm-hmm. and he was standing, and and Blade thought it was funny, and I like all the little sarcastic shit that Wesley was doing, but like mm-hmm. Blade thought it was funny, like sunblock, you know, 
But it's like it, it'd be different if he had like a, a hoodie on, he had hood over his head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he had either gloves on or you know, it was just like he was out there like it was regular, like the back of his head is but when you put sunblock in the back of your head, like like it's just like come on, it can't just be sunblock because I felt like everybody would have thought of that shit years ago. Like well, oh, all I got along with the along with the powers of the elder vampires, like I think that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I think that helped him out a lot. Because like if you if you remember when he had when they had the actual fight, he was a lot stronger. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a lot faster. He was a lot quicker. You know what I'm saying? He was able to keep up with Blade as far as like fighting goes because he wasn't really a fighter until that happened. Yeah. So like I think that gave him a, a, a pretty good advantage. Um what I thought was interesting though about this movie was just um piggybacking off what you said about the vampire lore. Like just the fact that you have a half human, half vampire, right? And his whole goal is to basically save humans from vampires. Like his whole thing, that that was his mission, was to stop vampires from from taking over. And working with Whistler and doing the things that they was doing, like he was he was badass, bro. You know what I'm saying? He had the sword. My man had the pistols. You know what I'm saying? Like they had all the little advanced tech. Like Whistler was coming up with all kind of new stuff. I thought that that was pretty dope. Um, what I really thought was cool was the was the sword fight, the sword or the sword play in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Him not necessarily having to worry about. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like he he didn't do a lot of gun stuff. Like he used, he used the guns, of course. But it wasn't a lot of gun stuff. Like a lot of the stuff he was doing was, you know what I'm saying? He had the pure silver blade. So he was going through and, you know what I'm saying, cutting them up with the with the sword, which I thought was dope because it stayed true to, you know what I'm saying, the comic book. Like a lot of times in the comic book, that's how he defeats the vampires is with the sword. Like he shoots them, you know what I'm saying, with the guns, with the silver bullets and everything. But a lot of the a lot of the stuff was with the, you know what I'm saying, the sword play. So I thought that was um I thought that was dope that they stayed, they tried to stay as true to the comic as possible. Um, but having Steven Dorff play Frost was a great option too. Um, because you needed like he he played that that great role for hating the villain. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't one of those villains to where you was like, oh yeah, Blade gonna demolish him. You you really wasn't even worried about him, like because really you didn't even see him fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, when I watched it at the end of it, him uh, seeing him fight Blade was surprising to me because it was like I never thought this dude was gonna be the one to fight. I thought he was gonna be the one to kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Find some find a way for something to create something, and then him Blade fight it, and then he run off. Now Blade got to go catch him again, but like for him to find out how to get stronger and how to become a more potent vampire and then to turn around and actually fight blade and give him a run for his money. I thought that was brilliant to throw that in there. Yeah. And what I liked about, about Deacon Frost's character is how much he studied. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't just sit around and then he also didn't accept the fact of everything of what the elders were talking about. Exactly. Like the elders, they're stuck in their ways, and, and you usually see that even when it comes to a movie like Underworld, 
Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's my man name? Like Victor, he's all about the book. Like we don't yeah. stray away from the book. But Celine is like, nah. Like we need to fuck that shit. Like there's things we need to do. And Frost was the same way. He was like, yeah, I'm not going off that old model that y'all been going off for thousands of years. Like we're yeah. not, we're not progressing. Like we're staying in the same spot. And Frost would study stuff from the elders, but he also studied Blade because he knew at some point the only way that I can rule all of this shit is I have to be a daywalker like Blade. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the only way. Like you said, they ran the nightlife, but what's going to happen throughout the day? Like, the humans are going to figure out a way to, like, the fuck y'all up. Mm -hmm. So the only way to do it is to become a daywalker. So I thought that that was, I thought that was great to put that in there to make it seem like Frost just wasn't, like, he just wasn't a power-hungry dude. Like, he actually studied to get to the point where he was. Yeah. And he knew what he wanted. So I thought it was great to put that in there. So what do you think about the Karen factor of her reminding him of his mom in a way to where he picked her up and wanted to save her? Well, um, that's actually interesting because like once you once you end up finding out exactly how he came to be through his mom you kind of get it and then like once you see toward the end like his mom and them and them trying to use his mom against him like you kind of you kind of understood why he had you know what i'm saying like that feeling towards karen so like and then really like it was kind of messed up too because in a way he kind of put her in that situation mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying with burning up the vampire in the first place and then, you know what I'm saying, she had to, she trying to figure out what's going on. And then dude get up, you know what I'm saying, he kind of attack her. And then now, you know what I'm saying, here come Blade to save him. I mean, to save her, you know what I'm saying? So it was pretty much like he was cleaning up his own mess in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think it was, um, I think that that aspect of it, though, is, is really dope because you get to see, um, you get to see, like, some feelings coming out of, uh, this character who who seems so isolated and sheltered, you know what I'm saying? Like, or not sheltered, but like shut in. Like he he got a lot. You can tell he got a lot of defenses up, and he don't really show too much emotion. He don't really show like he really care about anything. It, it's like he just straight uh, straight to the point type of character. So then, like when you see the way he is around her, you kind of get that sense of empathy. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of get the sense of him caring about his mom and the way he feel about his mom, you kind of get that, you know what I'm saying, with the interaction with her. And um, I think that was an interesting twist that they put on uh, his his character because usually he's like a, a straightforward, like he's like a Batman type, if that makes any sense. A broke Batman. D- yeah, very broke <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> listen, man, this mother was stealing watches and shit, and that's how they funded the business. Hey Amen. You got to do what you got to do. And I think that's also another dope thing. And and we see they brought that up in the MCU. You know, they did it with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. They did it with um, uh, who else they did it with? They did it with uh, with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, like I ain't got no money. Like I ain't got no W twos. Like I'm broke. The only person that had money was Iron Man. Iron like, Man. He was the only one who had money. So, um. I thought well, that that was dope. too. 
Yeah, yeah, he because he was a scientist as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Karen thing, like he did, because he knew that the police was there, and he could have killed Quinn, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So he did kind of put her in that that situation, and then he got the whole vibe from his mom, and which was funny was when he was trying to save her, and the police came in and started shooting at him. Emma turned around and said, "Are you motherfuckers crazy?" Hey, yo, that <laughs> shit was fucking hilarious, man. They know who they was messing with. Nah, they had no idea who they was messing with. So yeah, I, I think yeah, maybe he was up trying to clean up his mess, but I think he also knew like I could use her. Like you know, he used her as bait when the one cop came over to do a, a whale visit. Just walks mm-hmm. in to do a whale visit, and. So he used her as bait in that situation. Then he also ended up using her. I, but Whistler, he thought it was a dumb idea in the beginning. But then once he figured out her background, he was like, oh, shit. Well, maybe we could use her. She ended up coming up with that serum shit that blew the uh, vampires up, which if mm-hmm. she didn't come up with that, Blade wouldn't have defeated uh, Deacon Frost. Yeah. Because Dick and Frost got to the point where, like, when they showed that whole scene when they cut his hand off and then he cut his torso up and his torso came up and then it closed and back it down. Came, everything came back together, yeah. Yeah, so, like, hand back. exactly. So, if she didn't come up with that serum, like, Blade would have been out of luck. Mm-hmm. So, she ended up becoming very, very useful. Um, but, yeah, I think the whole thing of using his mom towards the end, I think for this movie to be the first of its kind, really. Um, Cause at this time, you yeah, you got like a lot of Batman movies and shit coming out. Oh man. But you like cheesy Batman movies. Yo, let me tell you something. Batman was cool with Michael Keaton. When uh yeah. when Clooney and Val Kilmer became Batman. Oh it Kilmer. went down oh the drain, God. bro. It went down the drain, bro. It was man, so horrible. On a Schwarzenegger with Iceman, yo. That, oh, my God. That was so horrible. That was terrible. And then Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was, was a Riddler. <laughs> it was so, it was just so cool. Like, he gave the Riddler, like, this corny, like, this corny, super corny persona, bro. And yeah. it's like, every, every, ever since then, every, dude, every new, like, reincarnation of the Riddler is like the Jim Carrey version of the Riddler. Dude, Tommy Lee Jones was Two-Face, yo. That was actually pretty alright, though. I mean, no, I look, I love Tommy Lee Jones. I think he's a hidden gem. That, yeah. Like, Tommy Lee Jones he was is an old legend out here. Yeah, yeah but he it was just, it, but he was in that era, though. Like, he wasn't with yeah. the Michael Keaton era. Nah, I know that, yeah. Yeah, he was with, like, the Kilmer, I believe. So like, uh, or was it Clooney? I know, I know. Wait, King Clooney, because I think that was Batman and Robin. Because I think that's when it was, um, it was Two Face and the Riddler, and one of them, and the other one was Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy, and then it was. Bane was in one of them. That I don't remember. Like I really only really fuck with the the Keaton ones. Yeah, um, me too. Like the my 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 favorite one is um Batman Returns. 
with uh Danny DeVito as the penguin. Yeah. And um, um and Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer was Catman. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was but a like good one. and then the red the original Batman with him and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That was that was the joint too. Yeah, that was a joint. So it's like at this time, like we really had nothing like this, like except really like the Batman movies was really the only we, thing we because Spider Man wasn't really Superman out yet. Too. Yeah, but all the Superman was trash. Look, I didn't like any Not of the those old Christopher Superman. Reeves Superman. Christopher Reeves Superman was dope. Was that that was fire? Nah, I ain't fuck with those. <laughs> you tripping, you know, man, listen, yo, Superman. I ain't even gonna front yo, like. Even even when they when they recame out with the uh, with the Henry guy, mm-hmm. I ain't even really watched though like the Man of Steel and all that shit. Like I ain't gonna say I didn't watch him. Like I seen him because I'm a cinema guy, but like I I watched it to watch it and then was like fuck it. Yo, Man of Steel is the uh, the one before Batman versus uh, Superman. I think. Yeah, that was the best Superman movie I ever seen. Yeah, because they had Batman in it. No, 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 not Batman vs. Superman. That shit was trash. I'm talking about Man of Steel. Man, oh, of, Steel, Man of Steel. Man of Steel is the best Superman movie ever. And I'll tell you why. Because they actually show you like the real life look of I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a dry story. But I'm talking about as far as the fight scenes went. They like when he was fighting Zai's lieutenant, the chick, and they was like going through Denny's and shit, and they was punching each other through buildings, like the fact that you like they were showing them fighting and then they zoom out and like he a puncher and then like she is zoom into the next building and all you just see is like the building explode to me that was dope because like that's what a real kryptonian fight would look like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like not the stuff that they show you where he punching them in the sky and he flying back like come on bro we that's cool and all but like superman destroys stuff we know this like if superman live in your town insurance rates is going up <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it is what it is. So, like for for me, Man of Steel was the best one because it was like it, it. They did a great job depicting like what Kryptonians would look like in a real, you know, what I'm saying like Earth environment. Um, but back to Blade, man. I, I think it's interesting to see them use um, to see them use Wesley Snipes because of how hot he was at the time, right? Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Passenger 57, but you got to think about this. So you you said, you know what I'm saying, Demolition Man. So that's like 1994, right? Yeah. Um, then in 95, him and Woody Harrelson, they team back up uh, with J-Lo. They do Money Train. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1997, he did probably one of the one of his best films with Murder at 1600. Mm-hmm. Um, then he comes back out with Tommy Lee Jones on U.S. Marshals in '98. He does Blade in '98. He does uh, Play It to the Bone with Antonio and there uh, Banderas. He's you know what I'm saying he does a little of those. Um, he does a little cameo in that, and then in 2000 he does The Art of War. So like these movies are really showing like his his skills in the action arena. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was very interesting. Um putting him in that, you know what I'm saying, like in in that around that time. Cause like for me, Blade kind of well, I think Murder at 1600 really was the one. Cause to me, like that was what that was like a great movie at the time. 
Um, still a great movie to this day. But then when you put him in Blade, you know what I'm saying, with showcasing his skills and everything else, you actually get him at, you know what I'm saying, in Art of War, where this time he's not like a superhero, but he's this dude that's showcasing his actual fighting skills. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it, it was it was super interesting seeing him in this time because Wesley Snipes was like one of the best action stars around that time. He definitely was, man. And and we can't we can't skip over U.S. Marshals, even though he wasn't necessarily showcasing his his martial art skills, but he was doing mm-hmm. a lot. Of, it was a lot. It, that movie it was, was, action. was action. It yeah. was an action movie. And uh and you know Tommy Lee Jones basically being the same character he was in uh, the Fugitive, um, <laughs> but um but yeah like I mean ninety eight was a year for him anyway yeah. like U S Marshals Down in the Delta Blade and Future Sport all came out ninety eight yep so Wesley Snipes was was working mm-hmm. like really working and for him to come like. The thing about Wesley, like, I feel like Blade was the one, for some odd reason, to, I mean, don't get me wrong, depending on what demographic you come from, Wesley was already on a pedestal for some of us because of whether, I mean, he was in Jungle Fever, mm. but like, but when you think about White man can't jump, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, Passenger Fifty Seven. That <laughs> I mean, that yeah, him, that put him at like a mainstream actor. And why can't that New Jack City? I don't know yeah. why New Jack City wasn't popping yeah. up in my head, but like New Jack City, so he was already on a demographic for some of us. But like you said, Passenger Fifty Seven, like yo, I mean, they use that in rap songs. Well, I mean, to me, Passenger 57 is in that, like, Steven Seagal, John claude Van Damme lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he stole that shit. Oh, for sure. Like, when, you know what I'm saying? Like, they they be doing some stuff somewhere where they have no business doing. Like, think about this. Like, this dude is doing karate on a plane, bro. Yo, you you ain't gonna tell me this ain't. I guarantee you, like, look, I I ain't gonna say that because I don't know. I'm pretty sure the 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 person who wrote this was thinking John Claude Van Damme. Like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm giving this movie to John Claude Van Damme. Listen, without a doubt in my mind, he was like, it's either going to be John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, and if we can get super lucky, Chuck Norris. One of them three was destined <laughs> to be the main guy on Passenger 57, without a doubt in my mind. Like that's like the stuff that the movies that they were in and the stuff that they was doing in the movie. Like I remember it was one movie where John Clive Van Damme was fighting in like a plutonium factory with no shirt on. I'm like the radiation alone was gonna kill him, <laughs> but somehow he whooped every factory worker in there without an issue, and every factory worker in there knew some sort of martial arts. But like that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Like Steven Seagal, I seen him fighting and like in the middle of a forest, like, fighting dudes that was chopping down trees. Like, that type of stuff, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like, they be in places where they should never be fighting people who they should never be fighting. And to me, this was one of the movies 
with um, Wesley Snipes being on a plane fighting terrorists. Like, fam, come on now. They'd have been shot, my dude. They'd have been but shot. Then, but then how many black plane officers were there in fucking 1992? Ain't no telling. We ain't, ain't even no know. We didn't even know that was a job. Black people didn't that, even fly. Like that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that like this nigga is like the the, the most superb U.S. marshal on the fucking plane lets you know like this dude is like top notch quality. So for him being Blade, I think that um, he was able to do that same thing and stay in that same lane. But this time he had a lot more space to be creative and a lot more space to do things because. Now, like, this isn't a real, uh, this isn't like a real movie type deal. Like, this ain't no, you know what I'm saying, like a U.S. Marshal saving the plane from terrorists. This is a half-man, half-vampire fighting vampires every night somewhere in, in the USA. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a fantasy type role. So he had a lot of room to play around with. Um, and you could tell, like, him doing you could tell, like, it seemed like a lot of fun. For him to make this movie because like first and foremost this was like around the time to where i think like one of the most famous black superheroes at the time was like meteor man you know what i'm saying that's the only one i could even think of yeah like you had like you had damon wayne's making fun doing blank man man. you had shaq trying in the dc lane doing steel damn Oh yeah, mm, steel. People forget yeah, about yeah, steel. Did, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so you had like Shaq do steel, and then like after that, I'm trying to think who hey, else. Shaq was that shit though. Yeah, Shaq was the best, one of the best games ever. Um, shout out to the Foos Nickets. Uh, but yeah, I think like I, I don't even I can't even remember another one around that time. I can't either. You know what I'm saying? Like so. When you when you have um when you when you have him coming in like and technically he's not even a superhero he's an antihero so he's more in the lane of like a a Deadpool you know yeah, what I'm saying is he killing people he's rated off yeah like yeah like he's not necessarily a hero and he ain't necessarily a villain but like and that's what I'm saying like to see his character on Spider Man. Like doing the guest appearance on Spider Man for whatever the little three or four episodes he was in there for, and then to eventually see him to being brought to the big screen, because I don't even think Spider Man had came out yet. I don't think so, not yet. I think Spider Man came out like in the two thousands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, so to see that, I thought that was that was super interesting, and for them to go around with um. For them to go around with a black character and for him to do as well as he did was super interesting as well. Because they could have picked anybody at that point. They could have just did one on anybody if they were just doing Blade. But I think because he was such a little known character and because of the fact that it was vampires and you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a lot of CGI that would have had to go into it or anything like that. It was just a dude that just had a whole bunch of weapons, and he was just basically being the black Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you know what I'm saying, <laughs> who just had the same powers that they did, and he was able to go out do that, and then just you know what I'm saying, and it was a it was a great movie because he's a great actor, 
And you know what I'm saying? You got Steven Dorff, who's a great actor. Chris Christopherson, who's a great actor. So, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was a horrible cast on top of that. So you mix all that together and you making it basically a comic book, you know what I'm saying? Live action comic book movie. And you put all that together. I mean, you can't go wrong because it's not like, like I said, it's not like the goofy, the goofy Batman movies that we've seen before where, you know what I'm saying? Like Batman is fighting everything all whimsical. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, I felt like, especially when with the uh, Kilmer and Clooney ones, like they had everything from the 60s Batman, except for like the pal that popped up on the screen when they was punching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to see that and then, you know what I'm saying? You get a comic book movie like this, which is like raw. You seeing like gunshots, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's face getting sliced and they turn into ash and like all that. It was just something new and refreshing. And you know what I'm saying? That was brought into that comic book movie space. Yeah. And I thought it was dope to come out with a sequel four years later um, mm-hmm. in 2002. But I think that, and this is another thing we need to put Wesley Snipes in the uh, Black History books, man. Mm-hmm. Because for a company like Marvel, who was on the brink of bankruptcy in 1996, to say, look, we're going to throw $45 million at this black man lead. In 1998-97, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they filmed this in, like, 97. To put $45 million on a character that, like you said, he wasn't well-known. A lot of people didn't even know Blade even existed. But I think that what they saw, and we have to shout out these people for even seeing, like, yo, look at what this dude is doing. You know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I mean, because those people all traveled in the same circle, so they was like, yo, this dude is, he's either filming or about to film or mm-hmm. finishing up this movie that's going to come out with Tommy Lee Jones called U.S. Marshals. He's coming off of you know, a, a movie with a uh, what's your man name? White dude. Uh, Tears of Sun. Um, what's that motherfucking name? Sean Connery yeah. coming off a movie with Sean Connery. He he's coming off of you know Passenger Fifty Seven. He's got the movies with Woody Harrelson. Like to to put their to, to spend forty five million dollars on a black lead. Yeah. To save Marvel, like I I just don't think that Blade gets getting spoke about enough. And I think that what's dope is you are starting to see people say, because I remember when around the time when when Endgame was over, like I started hearing these rumbling of people. Well, really what kind of started the conversation with Blade, well, when I first started hearing it, is when Black Panther came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. You started hearing people say, yo, because I even said it. Like everybody was like, oh, he's the first black superhero. And I'm like, no, like the first one that was mainstream to me was Blade. I like don't forget about Blade. And I think that people started to put respect on Blade's name yeah. when Black Panther first came out. And like you said, he, like he's kind of this anti-hero, but he's also in that lane of Deadpool because 
it's rated R. Like it's not mm-hmm. like he's not like Batman who vowed not to kill. Like he he just want to injure people. He don't want to kill the person. Like no, like Blade is like trying to eliminate a whole fucking species out here. That right. he is part of the species. And I, I'm just like, I mean, even though we had like those black films in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, Boys in the Hood and the Menace of Societies, the Dead Presidents and all that type of shit. Like we was getting mm-hmm. black films, but we wasn't getting black superhero films. Oh, no. Nah, I mean, and like I said, in the ones that we did was. That was making fun of shit. Like, it was goofy. Yeah. Even though Meteor Man is, you know what I'm saying, like, That's you just, just got to be, it's, it's goofy, but you just got to be part of the demographic, like, to, to really Don't get it. Like, sure. like, like, this, nigga, this nigga was, <laughs> this nigga <laughs> fought a group of kids, bro. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. It, is, it is goofy. It's goofy, but, like, but. Like, don't, for, don't time, forget in that movie, like, it was in one point where. When he was fighting the leader of the Golden Lords, and they was voguing. Never forget that. And then Bill Cosby got the meteor and had the powers. Yo. Shout out to Eddie Griffin, too. I forgot Eddie Griffin was in that. Eddie Griffin was in that, yes. Mm-hmm. And Luther Vandross. He was part of the Golden Lords. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He was real so, quiet. He ain't say a lot. Uh, Sinbad was in that movie. James Earl Jones in that movie. He had that stupid toupee, and he finally <laughs> took off at the end when he was crying. That shit was hilarious. Bro. That shit always makes me laugh. Every time I see that scene, bro, I laugh hard as shit, bro. Yo, what what is my man name? Uh, that played Meteor Man. Why can I remember? Oh, oh to my Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend. He funded that whole movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Robert Townsend is a is a super legend, bro. Yes, like yeah, super yeah legend. so. So yeah, man, like so I just you know, to to think about, you know, what Blade meant and for him to finally get his respect, mm-hmm. even though when it came to Blade Trinity, I mean look, I hey, like the best Blade movie in the whole series. It is, but to hear the because I hate to hear that they had such a bad working experience because for the simple fact of like, for Ryan Reynolds to to become like, dude, you know how dope it would be, a fucking Deadpool, and fucking Blade, Blade. yeah, like, come yeah. on, for sure, like that would be so dope. But and like, as a as a matter of fact, I want to say that. Hold on, let me make sure because I think he played. Never mind, he was Hannibal King. I better say he played. Oh, I'm thinking of um, the Wolverine movie. Uh, but I better say he played uh, Deadpool in that movie, but he was Hannibal King. Never mind. Yeah, man. And you hear about, like, it got to the point where, like, they had gotten to, like, a physical altercation. Like, to the point where they could not do scenes together. Because he mm. said that, you know, that Ryan was joking all the time. Like, made everything a joke and all this type yeah. of shit. And it's just like, that's, see, Ryan, that's what I'm though. saying. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like at that time, like you could. T- I think at that time, like he got way too serious with, you know, what with I'm saying Blake. like yeah, know who he was, because like 
to me, that's one of those things where you can have fun. And I know, like, in his character, it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. But, like, for me, bro, I don't know how you could ever keep a straight face with that nigga Ryan Reynolds on set <laughs> in that movie, bro. She said, where's the beacon? He said, it's in my right ass cheek, right under the Hello Kitty tattoo. Bro, I was <laughs> fucking crying when I heard that, bro. No, the part that get me is when he was chained up and old girl came up on him. He was like, I just fought it. Silent, <laughs> but deadly. <laughs> Bro. Like, it's stupid. It but yeah, I hate, I, hate that, I hate that they had a bad relationship, man. Um, mm-hmm. Because I just felt like they could have done, like, they. I, I think that they would be like the, the, the perfect pair, dude. For, for if the, But even though, okay, so you said it earlier. We're going to jump into it now. Um, you was gonna ask me about how I felt about Mahershala Ali um, being the new Blade, and yeah. I before you before you get into that though, I just okay. want to let people know right just how important Blade was to the Marvel world. So when Blade came out, right, um. He he enabled them to come out with Daredevil and Elektra. Now yeah, from that 151 million that they made. Listen, two of the worst superhero movies of all Hold time. On. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm listening. Electra in that suit though. No, for sure. But I ain't mad at that. But okay, good. And 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 Daredevil is what introduced me into Evanescence because they used two Evanescence songs in that movie, and that's how I even heard about them, and that's how I became hip, uh, came hip to uh, Evanescence. So I gotta credit Daredevil with that, and I ain't mad at uh, Jennifer Garner in the Electro Suit. But go ahead, continue. No, for sure. I'm saying right, like okay, so the plots were trash. Yeah, it was, it was it was horrible. Um, but this is the thing, right? So, what people don't understand is, before this, right, you had movies like, um, like Blade was the was the one that set shit off. But people forget about the Fantastic Four movies that was supposed to come out that never did, right? People mm-hmm. forgot about, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, Howard the Duck, which is also a Marvel movie that people totally forget about. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, so those are the comic book movies that you was getting, like, you know what I'm saying, or you were supposed to be getting around that time. Um, with Blade Two, right? You get Spider Man, you get Superman. I mean, Spider Man, you get X Men. Then you also get Daredevil, you get Elektra, right? Um, mm-hmm. you get the Hulk, you get Punisher. Don't forget about the Punisher. Um, yeah, I, I like the one with Thomas Kane. Yep. You get the Fantastic Four. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those come out. Ghost Rider. Um, you get the Fantastic Four with the Silver Surfer. And then in 2008, the MCU was born with the Incredible Hulk. So I was right. It, it, it was the Incredible Hulk, not Iron Man. Iron Man came after. Um, But... This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So, like, with this, 
you're able to like you're you're able to create this whole world of possibilities by being able to try things out like Daredevil was a horrible movie for real for real like Colin Farrell as Bullseye yeah you know what I'm saying? Um, Michael Clark Duncan is yeah. Kingpin. Get him out of here. Yeah, he killed somebody with a goddamn uh, paperclip. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like that's but but that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's how good he was with throwing shit. Like that's how accurate. I get you know it. I get it. But yeah. like you know, the it is thing. also a paperclip though. Like yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, like, but that's what I'm saying, like being able to create those movies, like Fantastic Four, bro. That was like a cheese to me. That was cheesy. That was just as cheesy as the first three Super uh, Spider Man. I keep saying Superman as the first three Spider Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Like it, 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 it kept having that like childish kid feel to it. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a comic book movie, it's like, bro, like this ain't. Like if you take it off of this and like add something else to it, it could be something greater. So then you get, you know what I'm saying, what we've what we've had in the MCU. And now I think people are actually starting to see like when you take certain things from movies and add them into um, you know what I'm saying, the foundation of these movies, like you you actually get great movies. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see what we got going on, but Mahershala Ali, man, um, that's pretty much what we was going to end off at. What? How, how do you feel about that move? I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I'm in the middle is simply because of Mahershala Ali's age. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the call for the simple fact. I think Mahershala is a phenomenal actor. I think that he is definitely on a run with a lot of the things that he's doing. But I just felt that they should have went a little younger um, too, because I think that Mahershala maybe can get two Blade movies off, possibly. But then I think it's to a point where like he's going to eventually really age out. But but at the same time, it's kind of a perfect move because Wesley was, if I'm not mistaken, 36 when he did mm-hmm. Blade. So Marshall Ali is, you know, probably mid 40. So it really kind of makes sense. Yeah. So it really probably only have to be that way, to be honest. Now that I think about it, it kind of really have to be that way because I think that Blade is just one of those characters, even though he is aging like a human. But slower, like he's aging like a human, yeah. but slower. Like, like if he's thirty six playing Blade, he's probably like, and I'll ask you, like thirty or some shit. Nah, he younger. You don't think so? Than that. I don't, well, I was gonna say twenty six, but yeah, he probably around like twenty eight, twenty nine. You know what I'm saying? Or supposed to yeah. be twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. So I mean, so at, at the end of the day, I mean, I like the movie. It make it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that I'm just being selfish of like, yo, I want to be able to to watch a Blade movie, a new Blade movie in 2032. You know what I'm saying? But it, I don't think that Mahershala Ali will be able to do that in 2032 
because he'll be, well, you know what I'm saying, in his mid-50s. I think, that, I think that with the way things could possibly work out, right, I don't think that's something that we would have to worry about. So, like, if this comes off as, you know what I'm saying, uh, one of those movies that's actually good, we may get another one just because, right? So, like, to me, with Black Panther... A lot of people were saying, well, with Black Panther 2, how how was they going to do that? Well, they they brought up basically the um the world of Wakanda. Like they they basically was going to get into Wakanda in the second one. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if they still going with that, but like a lot of people were saying like that was the new, you know, saying so like that now that was a new thing, but it was always going to be that from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing is basically where they was going to take it since, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman passed. Um, I want to see, you know what I'm saying, like this, to me, this is one of those opportunities where you can do something super dope by making, you know what I'm saying, Shuri take the mantle of Black Panther because, you know, that's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, now we know that since, you know what I'm saying, if you know anything about the comic books, it was a small point in time to where she was the Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Because T'Challa had to take a hiatus. So, I don't know, man. I, I think that this is one of those times to where they can get super creative, especially with Blade, because it's, it's not a lot that people know about that character. And this is one of those times to where you can pretty much have like free reign. And I think this, this is the genius of them bringing in and making um, the movies and introducing the characters that they introducing, because you, a lot of people don't really know about the characters that they introduce. Like a lot of people didn't know about the Eternals, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people, well, if you was like really in the comics, you knew about Ant-Man, which I understood why it pissed some people off with Henry, um, Oh, not Henry. What's the dude's Paul name? Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, with Paul Rudd being the Scott dude because Hank Pym is supposed to be Ant-Man. But, you know what I'm saying, they still found a way to put Hank Pym in there. They just made him older, which, you know what I'm saying, it makes sense. But, um, you know what I'm saying, like, even even if you look at it with the Ultron thing, so, like, they made uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner create Ultron when in all actuality, Hank Pym was the reason Ultron was created. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they was taking different stuff and, and mixing it up, but that's also the beauty of doing, you know what I'm saying, comic book movies, is because you can kind of do your own storyline and mix and match certain things, as long as it kind of stays, like, you know what I'm saying, true to the foundation. But with Blade, it's not a lot that people know about, you know what I'm saying, his character. Mm-hmm. And so... This is one of those things that, um, you know what I'm saying, you can kind of play with, you can kind of add to, you can kind of, you know what I'm saying, make, uh, you know what I'm saying, like you can just kind of do a little bit of everything into it. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see Mahershala Ali play this role. Um, he's a he's a great actor. He, I think he did great as Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. And... Uh, who knows, man? You know what I'm saying? We we might see we might see some other characters pop up, you know what I'm saying, with this whole uh blade joint. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Black Knight. 
Um, this is the opportunity for us to see Black Knight. Um, if you watched Eternals, you've seen at the end that, you know what I'm saying, the, the dude was talking to the sword or the sword was talking to him and he was about to grab the sword and you heard a voice come out from behind him. And who else could it be but, you know, Sam Mahershala Ali. So uh, we'll see, man. We will definitely see. Uh, before before we get to um, Fire Flames, so I saw something the other day. You know, I follow a lot of Marvel shit mm-hmm. where they said that Wolverine could make an appearance in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I just look. I ain't got no research. I ain't see. Look, this is just S. Dot Foster here. I just got this this feeling because Hugh Jackman already said he's done, and they said that he wasn't going to be the person depicting the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Why do I got this feeling? It's gonna be Scott Eastwood, man. Like, I, I just got this feeling. I can see that. Like, you, can you, they kind of like, resemble. I can see. Yeah, that. And, and then like, I mean, first of all, I mean the, the last name, but then just to see the shit that he's in, like you know, he he done jumped into the Fast and the Furious shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it's just like. I don't know, man. I just got this feeling. Look, I look. I haven't seen any research on this. Anything. I just saw that Hugh Jackman said he's not going to be in it, and that Wolverine was going to make an appearance. Well, could make an appearance in the new Doctor Strange movie because you know it got that multi-universe thing mm-hmm. in it. You know, cause, well, this uh, is the this is the only thing, right? I don't want to see the X Men United X Two. Uh, Wolverine, where he just got the hairdo and the black suit. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I want to see Wolverine in the costume. This is now. This is the thing. We've never seen Wolverine in any in any Wolverine movie have the Wolverine costume. Yeah, he just had the the, the sideburns and hair. Yeah, kinda like it. That's what I'm saying. So we've never seen him in the full costume. If they're going to do it, put him in the full costume, please. Now, they put him in one, but it was more of like a united uniform, like everybody uniform. Where they had the all black on. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we ain't even seen Storm in her real costume. We ain't seen Rogue in her real costume. We ain't seen, uh, I mean, we've seen Beast. But yeah, we ain't seen Cyclops. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's so, like I said, it's it's so many opportunities that we have for them to, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially with this Doctor Strange joint, because um what what I was interested in seeing was the fact that they kept doing the whole Wanda thing. Well, Wanda and her brother Peter are the son and daughter of Magneto. But in the MCU, they just, you know what I'm saying, kids who ended up basically um being used on as experiments after, you know what I'm saying, uh, some war or some disaster that hit their country, which I didn't like that because I, that was, to me, a great way to introduce mutants into um, the MCU now that they got them, especially with, um, well, okay, real quick, because I just thought about this. What if, right, they took, since, you know what I'm saying, now that they got control of Sony, they could bring in the mutants. 
what if they bring Magneto in eventually, but when they do the Scarlet Witch thing, all her real memories come back. And her thinking that she was a part of this family during this this war that happened in her country was just all a lie. And then that she finds out, you know what I'm saying? She's the real daughter of Magneto, blah, blah, blah. Like to me, like that'd be super dope. Cause like in this new, in this new, um, I keep, I keep, uh, I was about to say Stephen Strange in this new Dr. Strange movie, like she's supposed to be the villain. Yeah. So. Because she's still pissed. Well, she lost her memories. Well, no, it's not that. It's the fact that she turns into the Scarlet Witch. And at first, yeah. the Scarlet Witch is not a hero. The Scarlet Witch is a villain. Yeah. So they have to, you know what I'm saying, find a way to turn her around. So I think, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be interesting seeing what that, you know what I'm saying, basically does, how they, play, you know what I'm saying, roll that out and everything else. And that's actually coming out soon, too. So it's going to be a good one, man. Yeah, definitely. On to the fire flames, man. Yes, sir. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. What you giving this thing? Um, for for what for what it means. And look, it's a very entertaining movie, and for it to get to three, um. I wanna. I, this is the thing. Like, I wanna. I wanna give it a four point five for mm-hmm. the simple fact that, like you said, I like. I like Trinity better too. Like, Trinity was was the one for me. But at the same time, for what this movie meant, and for Marvel to put like all of their financial movies towards this to to start, like for this for this to be the movie to, to start the MCU, like you have to give it a five mm-hmm. for what it means to that whole culture of the whole Marvel universe and all that stuff that's put together. So um, like you mentioned, the casting was great, man. Using Wesley Snipes, uh, Chris Christopherson, what he did to it. Um, a man that played uh, Deacon Frost. So all around, it was a really good one. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a five, but it's mainly because of what it was able to do with the second one and the third one and for it to get to the point where they start the whole because like you said like uh what you said ah uh, what was the one to come it wasn't fantastic for uh daredevil daredevil and Alexa. Yeah, daredevil and Alexa. For it, yeah for it to for for it to basically fund those movies for them mm-hmm. to even get this whole thing going i mean it was Man. fantastic for it too you're right it was fantastic, yeah, fantastic for, for it, daredevil like, punisher electra yeah um iron man and the hope like you, you, you have like. I mean, I'm not saying you have to, but you got to put respect on Blade's name. So gotcha. I'm, I'm gonna give it a five. I mean, I agree with you, man. Um, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I'm gonna give it a five too because of what it did, and not even that, but just the impact that it had. It was a, it was a comic book movie that basically became a phenomenon in a sort of way because, like. Blade was one of those movies that people love to see. And like to this day, if Blade comes on TV, like nobody's skipping that. Nobody's gonna not watch Blade if it's you know what I'm saying on TV. Um, but I think it did um it did a great job um for what it was. And then on top of that, like 
it helped Wesley boost his career back up. You know what I'm saying? He got back in the movies after this one. It's it borderline kind of saved his career. You know what I'm saying? Because this was after he did Too Long Fu and you know what I'm saying? He started getting in like all these other movies and then like getting in the blade was, you know what I'm saying? It turned him back into that, you know what I'm saying? That actor that we're used to seeing. So, um, you know what I'm saying? You see, you see him doing that. I mean, Chris Christopherson, his resume speaks for itself. So it's not like, you know what I'm saying? That was anything of a shocker. Um, but it's for me, man, it's just the impact that this movie had that, it, it kind of transcends everything else because for a movie like this and then to make it and basically make it a trilogy and for that trilogy to end up saving the company and then the company ends up turning into something as grand as the MCU. I mean, you got to give it nothing but the, you know what I'm saying? Nothing but flowers and kudos. So yeah, definitely a five. Oh, excuse me. So, um, coming soon, man. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right, so we back. Episode three of Snowfall. Listen, I know you. I know you don't do it no more. So let me go ahead and jump in here. Do you right? So you don't watch the 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 trailers anymore. I try not. So to. Scully's back. All right, Scully's here. He's here to stay. And Scully is on a whole motherfucking level. <laughs> Yo, Scully's on a whole new level, dude. Like you thought Scully was crazy the first time around. I'm sure. He's he's even more crazy. And I was right. They mentioned the Arkansas shit in the coming soon joint. And they also show Franklin having a conversation with Louie. About yo, you need to cut that shit off because we need to focus on what's going on here. So mm. Franklin is not really feeling this whole. I, I think because my prediction is I think that this is going to be centered around Louis and Jerome and Scully. Mm-hmm. I think obviously Franklin's going to be around, but like I don't think he's going to be the focus for episode. I don't know if it's episode three or if this is just what to come, but I think it's for episode three. I think it's going to be centered around those three characters mm-hmm. and Franklin trying to get Louis and them to to get rid of this whole other thing. So, so yeah, man, it's 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 going to be exciting, man. I'm I'm excited for this episode, man. Well, also not even that. Like we also got to think too. Um, you know what I'm saying? Rob is gone. So Rob ain't there no more. So could Scully be the new, you know what I'm saying? The new uh, station? Could be. I mean, because I think that the loss of, we go, we ain't going to see here that like Scully was, not Scully, but Man Boy wasn't a bit lost for the business. Oh, yeah, it was. It was 100%. Man Boy made them money. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why. I mean, I think to be honest with you, as far as like drug money wise, I think that he's not making his top potential because Man Boy is not there anymore, and the fact that Louis and Jerome are doing their own thing, they're making their own money in Arkansas. 
Well, now you also got to remember, too, like they mentioned, like now they're not just the ones getting drugs in, like everybody. Yeah, yeah, because now it's a free fall now. 1986, it's a free free market at this point. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see what goes down. I'm excited to see what transpires. Um, but just know, you know what I'm saying? We had an episode for you next, episode three, season five. And uh yeah, we'll be we'll be at it, man. So um if you got anything you want to say about Blade, if you got anything you want to talk about as far as snowfall or any other episodes we've had beforehand, make sure to hit us up on uh on any of our social medias. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod, or you can hit us up on Facebook at VAPodWatchGroup. You know what I'm saying? Send us something. Let us know. Um, also, you can leave a review. You can rate us on any of the podcast apps uh, that you're listening to. And um, as far as me, you can check me out at Scoots Bronson. Um, also, man, check me out on TikTok at Scoots Bronson TV. Yes, sir, man. Y'all can find me at Foster 8 on IG and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pie on IG as well. Um, still rocking with the same episode. I got something cooking up, so be on the lookout when it comes to 28 Minutes or Less. But go check out episode 75 that I did with my cousin, uh, Brandon Foster. We did Fat Tuesday. So, uh, so on all major platforms, I'll go check that out. For sure, man. So um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's always greatly appreciated. Um, we can never have enough support. And like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>